Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We do this every day. I'm Pat Mulroy, the supervisor of the World of Learning Institute. The World of Learning Institute provides virtual world language instruction and other courses like calculus and chemistry when it's difficult for a school or district to find a teacher. We're here to talk to you today about what we do every day that makes virtual learning authentic, relevant, and engaging. If you need more information, you can contact me at P. Mulroy, that's P-M-U-L-R-O-Y, at worldoflearninginstitute.com. So we'll look forward to hearing from you. So today I'm really excited to talk with Aaron. Aaron and I uh, were at PASCD, feels like yesterday, but it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and Aaron is our virtual learning specialist who specializes in the sciences. And uh, so we want to hear about uh, Aaron's time at the conference and some of our takeaways. So Aaron, how are you doing today? Good. How about you, Pat? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. I always love um, talking about conferences, but sometimes um, getting back into the swing of things after conferences is tough. I feel like we've been playing catch up the last couple of weeks because we were all at conferences. So it took a little time to get back on our feet. So why don't you give us a little update on your experience? Yeah, it's been kind of busy between conferences and just kind of looking at everything. So PSA CD was a great conference. Um, my first time attending the conference, and I definitely learned a lot um, at PASCD. So um, the first the first day that I got there, I was able to attend um, a session by. Um, Allison Zumda, who was talking about curriculum storyboarding. And um, this is a was a really great way to kind of start the conference out, I think, because this is the world of learning is truly working on curriculum storyboarding. Um, I was introduced to curriculum storyboarding by our colleague Olivia uh, yeah. with her Spanish class. And so I have heard of storyboarding and we talk about storylines in sciences and just kind of tying it all together, like looking at the start to the end of um, the year. You know, we talk about uh, storylines in science and generally you can have a unit, but how does that unit tie from one unit to the next? Mm -hmm. And so really looking at this curriculum storyboarding and mapping out, um, you know, how this learning um, can become a voluntary endeavor. It really, like if you're, if you're storyboarding, you know, it's, it's telling the story of why students are taking chemistry um, and how they're not, how the units are connected horizontally. It's not just a standalone unit. We're not just going from one chapter to the next chapter, like how everything is building um, on itself. And so that was a really great way to start off the conference. Um, I learned a lot yeah. from that short little um piece that we had with curriculum storyboarding. And like I said, we're doing that at the world of learning and hopefully going to kind of start navigating out into helping others to try to look at both um, looking at their storyboards. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I actually got to talk to Allison Zmuda and um, Heidi Hayes Jacobs this week, which was very exciting. Um, as you said, you know, what Olivia has 
taken when we went to PASCD last March. It's hard to say PASCD and get it all in one word. But when we went last March, Olivia and I um, heard Heidi speak and, you know, we're really taken on it. And I think one of the interesting things as Olivia and I have had conversations and continue to kind of dive into, you know, how do we make this happen? We've really talked about um, and explored more about how can the student be a character in the learning and how, you know, like almost a participant. So along with the story of the content, like, you know, is it a mystery? Is it a thriller? Um, is it a biography? You know, you know, if we were going to make it a TV show, like, like you were talking about how things link together and like, maybe like in one chapter, you might get an introduction and you might not get back to it, you know, until maybe later on, but it's still part of the story. It's still part of, you know, and sometimes that's what makes it exciting when you kind of have something introduced and it, kind of like gets to sit and simmer with you for a little while which you know is kind of kind of interesting so I I think that um yeah for me that storyboarding part I was very excited too to see that this is work that we've started to take that we've kind of taken heart with and um have made some meaningful accomplishments in such a short period of time too. So it was really awesome to like kind of be in there and go, Oh, look, we're doing this. You know, like I felt like I was sitting at my table. I was like showing people examples of what we did, which was. um, Right. Yeah. I know. I, I kind of felt like I was doing that too, you know, like, well, this is, we are, we are doing this. We are working on this. Um, it really puts that, joy and wonder and the magic Mm -hmm. of learning back in into um our courses and that's one definitely one thing that you need to do in a virtual environment for sure but in all environments whether you're brick and mortar or you're virtual you know we need to put that that joy and wonder and the magic back into learning and students you know why are they learning this like what authentic problems can we encounter in math or in chemistry or in physics? And can we relate these to not only to just one subject area, but can these curriculum storyboards be interdisciplinary? And looking at um, math and science and writing and history all together in one. Um, And so I think there's a lot of um, prospects in this looking at curriculum storyboarding. And I just want to take a detour here real briefly, because it just reminded me that you and I were having a conversation about, you know, just science concepts one day. And I said something about fission and you go, oh no, fusion is so much more exciting than now it's big in the news. It is big in the news. And I'm so excited because, you know, we're, we're in that topic right now in chemistry. And so I can't wait till we get to the fusion section because I want to show them like this just happened. This is real world. Um, you know, and we did talk about, you know, Ukraine and, and the nuclear reactors and fission and you know, the impact, you know, if they lose energy in Ukraine, especially with the war going on, you know, that's happening now right. too. So, you know, it's a very relevant to, to where real world and understanding the science behind it. So you yeah. know, you, you often to talk about the, the United Nations. Um, what are their the world goals? Yeah. Yes. The United Nations world goals. goals. Yeah. And so, you know, can we curriculum storyboard with those in mind as well? Because I think they are great goals that, um, you know, they have created yeah. for the United mm-hmm. Nations. Yeah. And I think it makes things relevant because, you know, one of the 
you know, as you, as you read and you think about, we learn these things and the storyboard really lends itself to that. But um, when you think about, they say the biggest thing on kids' mind is the environment. And, you know, they're, you know, like that creates them more anxiety, you know, than the pandemic or other things like that, because it's like, for real, there's a time limit on like fixing things. And fusion's one of the things that could really slow down some of the the, our reliance on fossil fuels. Right. You know, so thinking about things like that, where, you know, energy companies can now have this other technology that they can make money on versus, you know, having to extract fossil fuels and, and other minerals and things like that to, yes, you know, keep people safe and warm. Um, you know, it's in, in, in interesting and it, you know, the world cultures, the parts of, you know, the science and, you know, how, you know, we, I think sometimes we just don't even think about it. I think for me as a phys ed major, like movement, movement is science. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, how your body works is science. And right. When I think too, the, the nice thing about, you know, curriculum storyboarding is that it is going to put that big picture out there for families. You know, we talk about putting our curriculum forward facing so that families and people, students can see um, what, what they're going to be learning about throughout the year. And so it is a, a great way for families and students to be able to understand that big picture of what's going to be happening and how it relates. And they could like lay out those, those narratives, right. From Mm -hmm. vertical and horizontally. Um, And I think it's so nice to kind of see that picture um, in, in the curriculum storyboarding. So I'm looking forward to the great work that we are doing at the world of learning, um, you know, and kind of continuing on this adventure. Um, So that's how we started off the conference and it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. So were there other, um, I mean, that definitely just because it's so relatable to us because we definitely, you know, we are probably all the way in up to our elbows with that, which I love, but I know that you, um, we're at a variety of other um, sessions, I guess. Yeah. So um, I attended a a session with um, about coaching. So, you know, in the VLS position, like we are coaching and, and helping. And, and so um, that was with Laura McMillan and Jessica Smith and that, you know, they talked about kind of how they handle the coaching in, in their school. Um, and I, it's a little bit different, I think, in the in virtual environment because we're not, and our teachers are not full time, right? Our teachers mm-hmm. are part time. And so trying to, to be able to provide the best coaching strategies for, um, our teachers, uh, is something that, you know, I'm just trying to work on, um, and, and, listening to how other people are coaching um, and what they're doing and resources that they're providing for their um, faculty members um, and, you know, looking at um, just the different coaching aspects, I think has really been helpful and listening to those presentations. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you do naturally, and I don't know if other coaches that you listen to do this, but you jumped right in and started um, a VLS newsletter that you know little tips and tricks and you know things to think about for our teachers every week which I think um was super insightful but I think it's you know it's also like um very manageable like that VLS newsletter like it's not overwhelming like 
that just might have one thing that they could add in different sections, or if there's something coming up, it's just a little reminder. Um, and I think it's really kind of awesome that you put it in Canva because I know you can kind of keep track and say, yeah, people are actually looking at it, which, you know, we don't know that all the time about some of the messaging we put out, but I have to give you kudos because as a coach, I think that's really one of those awesome things that like you jumped right in as a new person and said, oh, we should do this for teachers. And, and it's, and it's super, been super helpful. I think people have really liked it and you start seeing some of those um, little things that you are doing in there. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they, um, you know, it is kind of exciting to go into Canva and, and look and see like, you know, a lot of teachers are looking at that. And, um, you know, I pull my resources, I follow a lot of people on Twitter. Um, and so I, I don't create everything. Um, you know, it's the great saying of beg, borrow and steal right in education. <laughs> And so, you know, I do a lot of, a lot of borrowing and I, you know, I do create some things, um, and, and, and share out and, you know, I started the majority of our teachers are language educators. Um, we don't have many on staff that are math and science yet, and hopefully we'll get there. But, and so I found myself, okay, if I'm going to be coaching, um, educators in, in world languages and I better like learn something. And so I started to, you know, follow these world language people to see what they're doing so that I can help those um, you know, help our teachers if they have anything that they might need help with. So, well, um, that's the way that I think I, I learned myself, right. Is, is being able to, you know, like, um, and what I love about my job is that I'm not just teaching chemistry right now. I'm, I'm learning about how to help, you know, all different subject areas. And I think that's great. Um, it kind of puts a little bit of a challenge in there for me now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first stepped out of the classroom and like, because I was a phys ed teacher, I was health and phys ed, you know, so I did a little classroom teaching, but um, it's really interesting. Like when you come in out of a phys ed background, because, you know, people think, oh, well, you know, what does she know about good teaching or, you know, whatever. But when you're trying to keep 30 kids like engaged and organized and not hurt each other, because you're giving them implements and you're like having them throw things at each other and, you know, running around and taking like some risks and things. It's like, um, but getting out into classrooms and realizing like a lot of the common threads that happen in the classroom. So regardless of whether you're a science teacher or a world language teacher or an English teacher or a business teacher, you know, obviously one of the first things you want to do is relate, right, to the kids that you're going to teach. It doesn't matter what subject. If like they don't find you relatable on some level, um, it, you're going to have a hard time connecting with them to learn, you know, and, you know, and if you're not well prepared, you know, all of those kinds of things, you know, you have to know your content. Um, but I think the bigger thing is, is having an interest in the kids too. Like they know if you're interested in them, they know if you care about them. And, um, I think that's been one of the things that, you know, all of you who are in that VLS role, do for our teachers you really care about them you know like you going and finding those resources that aren't related to the subject area you're currently working in or teaching you know shows a shows a lot of um care about the people that you're going to work with you want to see it from their point of view you want to you want to relate to them in something that is important to them so i think that's really kind of cool and um and i think sometimes um, being in a virtual world gets a little un underrelated. I think, especially after the pandemic, people have, um, 
said, oh, don't want to do that again. Don't want to use Zoom anymore. Um, and I think, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater might be penny wise and pound foolish. But I think the way you make those connections with people has really shown through in the virtual world. And, you know, how do, how's that feel kind of in a way? Like, like, because now that you've been in this for like about half a year almost, like, how does that part feel? Um, you know, it's good. I, I really uh, am enjoying what I'm doing. There's a challenge, uh, you know, just the challenge in, you know, in the pandemic, everyone rushed to to put their, you know, yeah. courses online. And and I, I would say I was a little bit ahead of the game because, you know, I always did something virtual. I did a flipped classroom in chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but really trying to relate, you know, our world of learning model, you know, three days of the week, our students are asynchronous, so they don't see us. So how can I make that content engaging? Like we say, engaging and, and relevant to them. Right. Um and authentic as well, so that they are going to be able to um, understand what's happening in chemistry. And I only see them, you know, two days a week. So, you know, really trying to to pull right. them in. Um, and so that's been been challenging. Um, I, I find it a little bit harder, you know, sometimes to, to engage with those students um, and build those relationships um, virtually. I mean, now it's better, you know, but I think it, I feel like it took longer. Yeah. to build those relationships with the students virtually, you know, and hopefully as I do it a little bit more, I'll get better at it. Um, you know, I've always been an in-person instructor, right. so um, that's a little bit different, but it's it's going well and um, I'm enjoying it and enjoying, you know, everything that we do. I know. Well, it is. Well, and it's really interesting because I think almost everybody who comes to us comes out of a brick and mortar. And I think they're, there's definitely a learning curve, but, you know, and then there's people like Ellen who've been doing it for 15 years, you know, that, you know, she started out where you just had teeny tiny little blocks of a people, you know? And so I think the engagement is a little bit easier now with some of obviously the tools have gotten better in the last 15, 20 years. Um, but it, it is, it's kind of, it, it, I think it also creates some empathy for teachers as we do it as well as you know we put ourselves in that position um you know and coming you know coming to the world of learning you've brought so many good insights you know because we've kind of been a little bit insulated we were kind of a small team who you know kind of you know lauren came from inside olivia was already a language teacher um she did teach social studies as well but she still kind of came with that language background and she's multilingual and so um our team was kind of insular. And so I was the only person who wasn't a multiple language speaker until you came on board too. So, you know, there, there's, um, there's a humbleness in that, but um, I also think there's, there's like kind of those other insights that, you know, we can continue to bring to the language instruction, but. I think it just, it makes our program stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and kind of dynamic, right? So we can look at, you know, just looking at our 6E model as we did in our one dream meeting, Yeah, I love um, that. you know, and just trying to understand, you know, that 6E model came from the sciences and the 5E and understanding, you know, right. where all of that goes, like, what is our explore really go, like, right. what is it doing for our students and, and what should it be doing for our students? And so looking at, um, all of that, I think kind of helps. And, and sometimes even even when you're in a, in a brick and mortar, right? If you're in the same brick and mortar for 35 years, you're, you're isolated. Yeah. Um, 
and you kind of get in this routine. And, and so that's one thing that I've always, you know, I like the change. I like the challenge. I like to, you know, continue to grow. And um, I, I feel like that, that this job has provided and the world of learning has provided that for me um, in my career and will continue to do so hopefully for a very long time because there is a lot to learn um, when you are virtual learning because there's there's new tools you know we're we're exploring like Lauren Olivia and I were just exploring you know new a new part of zoom that we might be able to to utilize and see if our teachers that will better engage our students and we get more um, teacher feedback and so looking at those resources you know um, I think, and, and as technology gets better and we go into the metaverse, yeah, as Dr. Butler would say, um, you know, with the web 3.0, you know, what's going to happen. And I think t- the technology is yeah. going to continue to grow. And but, storyboards line up with that so well. Absolutely. Like, so we're in a story of, of our content, like it'll, it'll be really interesting to evolve. And that is the one thing I love, like, you know, bringing up that conversation you know, like I think oftentimes in education, we don't have those chances to really wrangle like we did the other day. And for me, that is like, we will, we always can get better when we have different experiences and different points of view. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's an example of like, God, how I wish we could live in the world all the time. Like we don't all have to see things the same way and we don't all have to necessarily have the same opinions, but like by listening to each other, we're going to get better. And I feel like that conversation was like such a a good way for us because we've been doing it for, you know, a long time in one way, knowing that, you know, those first two E's were not getting like the justice they deserved, right? Right. It took you kind of coming in and saying, well, I'm a science teacher and Explore is really important. And this is really what an Explorer is going to look like. And, um, and I think balancing that, yes, that has to change with, okay, now we got all these courses to change and only so many people like, but I don't think we can have a fear of that. I think, I think we have to say, all right, the right thing to do is say, how is the Explorer going to look and how are we going to, how are we going to tackle that? Right. You know, and yes, it can happen in new builds and we can pilot it because it's going to impact grading, right? It's going to impact other things. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, so how do we do it without, you know, rocking the whole boat at once, you know, like and get a whole bunch of people seasick, you know, it's like, right. Right. you know, and I, but, but I think it's right. It's the right thing to do. And it's, I think what we have, I think it's the asset. It's why we are this kind of like design lab out of the IU because we're not afraid to change. And Mm -hmm. like people like you come on board and, you know, it's like that law of attractions. Like you're like us, like you're not (laughs) afraid of change. You know, you're not afraid to like kind of step outside of like, you know what, Pat, you guys might've been doing this for six or seven years, but you got to You got to make it better. And that's a, you know, like for you to be able to come in and do that makes me feel really good. Like it makes me feel like, like we're a strong organization. Yeah. And well, into just listening in that, you know, being able to listen and take that feedback. Like I'm not, you know, coming in as a newbie and, and being able to voice my opinion or, you know, how I see things. Um, and you guys 
accepting it and, and like, well, maybe we do need to look at that. And, you know, that's really valuable, you know, cause some people could just brush you off and be like, oh, she's a newbie. Like, um, and so I, I find that refreshing that, you know, that, that is going to allow us to grow because we do kind of look at everyone's strengths and weaknesses in our organization and try to play on those, um, you know, and so, we kind of got a little sidetracked in our our conversation of our conference, and I do want to mention a few other. Um, yeah, yeah, way to get us that back I attended. On You're good at that too. You're good at that. <laughs> um, so another session that I attended, and I and this goes to our teachers, is like um, it was from Northampton School District, and they okay. presented on how the pandemic transformed their professional development. Um, and they did the professional learning teacher showcase, and you know, I really like this model. Um, they had their teachers put together a presentation to showcase something for them to learn about in all the different subject areas. Um, and, you know, we're really small right now. Um, and, and I think that our teachers do a really good job at sharing um, resources on our teams. But I'd really like to see that. Is there some way that we can get our teachers involved in their their own professional development and own professional learning where they maybe create like maybe they know the newest, greatest thing with um, Pear Deck and they're utilizing it. And so they create a video so that other teachers are able to watch it um, and that it's not always Lauren, Olivia and I um, doing all of that, because I I feel like you can, you know, they might know something that we don't know. We can learn from our teachers as well. And so I really do like that, Um, you know, trying to do some teacher showcases if they if they want to showcase something and send us a video so that we can share it with our teachers. I love it. Um, And so thinking thinking about the VLS newsletter that was, um, you know, in January, I was going to kind of throw that out to, to our teachers and to Olivia and Lauren you know, this is new. So, you know, I'm just throwing this out to you now. So yeah, no, I haven't heard, heard my idea yet, but, um, you know, like having the teachers submit some videos and then showcasing, um, a different teacher on our newsletter, um, each week, of uh, something that they've taught. So I just think it's a great way, you know, to, to grow professionally. It's a great way to showcase what our teachers are doing, yeah. um, and how they're utilizing the tools, um, and engagement strategies. So. Yeah, so that's Michelle Schoenberger down there at Northampton School District, I think. Yeah, she's done some great stuff down there. Um, and and she she was a science teacher, so she has done a lot of a lot of her work started out in the science areas. So I think, uh, yeah, really good stuff, really good stuff. Yeah, so we've kind of uh, gone around the globe here <laughs> a yes. little bit on what we've done. So, uh, but you and I were both at PASCD, and you know that's always. Um, a great place um, to meet great educators. I mean, for me, I love it because it's it's been one of those organizations where um, I've always really loved um, the teaching and learning process. And I feel like that's what um, PASCD really focuses on, that curriculum, which, you know, maybe it's not always curriculum, but like that leadership around helping teachers to be the best they can be. Um, and, and, and like you said, lifting up that teacher showcase piece, like really valuing what teachers are doing. And I feel like PACD does that. So, so it was really fun. It yeah. was fun to be there and meet you in person too. Like we are, part of that orga- you know, organizations now where um, you got hired virtually. Um, we didn't meet face to face. So the first time we met was in November, which was awesome. It was great to spend some uh, social time together and, 
to get to talk to other people and get to introduce you to some people I know. And I know you went out and met some other people. So it was just a great conference. I, I hope we can stay connected to some of the people and Yes, it was. It was a, you know, a fantastic conference. It was um, a place where you definitely got to learn a lot, um, looking at what a lot of different school districts and people do. Um, and looking at, you know, there was a um, a professor there from Oh yeah, Lackawanna. Lackawanna, you know, and she was talking about the businesses and the and the professional learning that the you know the business opportunities that they provide at Lackawanna for their students, and so listening to that, um, and how we can make our courses also relevant, right? So that when they are going on to the secondary world, you know, what kind of relevant um, opportunities are we providing for our students in the world of learning? We are virtual, so what kind of opportunities do we provide for them? Yeah, to so connect to the community, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really good. I liked, I liked that too. She was a really enthusiastic educator as well, which was fun, just fun. So this is great. Yeah. So, um, Aaron, it's always great to kind of catch up. And I think there's like, obviously, we've got so much work to do and so little time. It always feels like so little time. But uh, yeah, so thanks for taking a little bit of time. I know you're busy working on you know, building chemistry, you do the VLS newsletter, you've been working on automating some of our business processes and our support services. So, um, you know, you've jumped right in and I appreciate that. So thanks for sharing your conferences with us. Any parting words for folks? Uh, you know, just continue learning and growing and, and, um, you know, I think everyone can, we are lifelong learners. We, we are made to be lifelong learners. So I think that's, what's going to keep everyone. Um, you know, the other, the other great thing is we need to look at education as a whole, right. And not only curriculum storyboarding, but, you know, we go, we go back to our standards-based grading and looking at those proficiency grading. Yeah. What can that look like? Um, I know that we have to have some sort of nominal grade that we can report to um, higher ed so that they're able to, to process out their, um, their students and not everyone, you know, that's one thing um, being friends with some higher ed people and like listening to them talk about how, what the pandemic has done. And now these students that went through the pandemic that are in college, um, you know, they didn't have any requirements really to get into college. And, and so they didn't have their normal processes of, you know, acceptance for students and, and some students are struggling where if they would have maybe had some of those processes. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to think about um, in the world of education at yeah. the, the secondary let the K to 12 world and also, you know, yeah. moving on into the upper education yeah, world. So right. hoping to make some changes in our small little organization that That's we are right. That's and provide right. people solutions. If they can't find those certified educators, hopefully we can, you know, have okay. everyone be able to take their math sciences and world languages that, that they can't offer them because they don't have a certified educator. Great way to shut it down. That's perfect. So I hope you all have a great day. Aaron and I are here. If you need science or math, we are the people who will connect you with the right educators. So if you need help or assistance, we are the world of learning. Have a great day, everybody. And we'll see you soon.